Hello world, uh, welcome to our daily show here on Learn TV. Um, this is our third episode. We've had a fantastic few days so far. Um, if you want to find out more about everything we talk about on Hello World, go to aka.ms slash hello world. My name's Amy Boyd. Uh, I'm going to be one of your hosts for today, but I'd love to bring straight on Dean Bryan, who's going to be co-hosting with me. Hey, Dean. Hey, Amy. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Excited. But we obviously have so much to cover today. So are you ready? Are you, this is going to be fast paced, Dean. I think I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, great stuff. Well, why, why don't we very quickly cover what we're going to talk about today. So we have a few different segments. We're going to actually start off with some information around .NET Conf, and we are going to have someone who is one of the creators of the first .NET Conf event, so that'll be really exciting. We're then going to move on very quickly, and if you joined us yesterday, you'll know about our audience challenge. So Jeremiah is going to be chatting with me and Dean about what you've all been saying out out there uh, around our firewall challenge. After that, we're going to be joined by the amazing Jay Gordon, who's going to tell us more about his show called Azure Fun Bites. And then we are going to wrap up with some Windows Terminal magic with Kayla and Demetrius. So we have so much to cover. Dean, first off, you're going to kick us off with some headlines, right? Yeah, exactly. What a jam-packed show. So first off, I wanted to share with everybody that we've got Microsoft Ignite coming up next week. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with Microsoft Ignite, it's a uh, one of our flagship tech events of the year. So I really encourage you to go along and check it out. That's going to be running next week from Wednesday the 2nd through to the 4th of March. We've got 48 hours full of content. No matter what time zone you're in, no matter where you are, we're going to have a ton of content for you. Uh, and you can go and register over at ak.ms slash register for Ignite today. Uh, and also at Ignite, we've got the learning zone. There's an opportunity to learn loads of stuff, whether you're new to tech, whether you're uh, a hands-on learner and you want to go along live with some learn modules we've got a bunch of content for people that just really want to learn more about the um, Microsoft technologies over at the Ignite conference so um, you can check out the learning zone at ak.ms slash Ignite learning zone so hopefully we'll see you at Ignite next week. Fabulous speak Speaking of really, really good events, uh, second headline of the day, I really want to talk about Microsoft Include uh, 2021. So what do we have? We have um, some of our top experts around diversity inclusion from academia, law, social change. This is all online March the 17th, uh, and it covers many, many different time zones. So no matter what time zone you're in, you can uh, take part. So that was March 17th. And if you go to, sorry, just checking the link there, include2021.microsoft.com, you can actually go ahead and register. And obviously, all of this is available on our site. Um, we have about a minute left, Dean. Uh, did we have one more headline to cover? One quick one, if we can fill it in, changing gears slightly, Amy, from events and talking about product launches, uh, linking to our challenge, if people watched yesterday, our challenge is related to firewalls, and we'll be talking with Jeremiah about that shortly, but we just announced the Azure Firewall Premium in public in public preview, um, which gives us the ability to do some really cool stuff around firewalls. So if anybody's in the kind of networking space or interested in security, which if you know me, I am, uh, you'll be able to do some new stuff there like intrusion detection, URL filtering and stuff that we couldn't previously do before. So that's a really cool announcement to go and check out at ak.ms slash Azure FW Premium. 
Fantastic. So what have we covered? We covered a bit about Ignite, Microsoft Include, and then the Azure Firewall Premium um, uh, release uh, launched into preview. Uh, everything, if you want to find out about it, it is aka.ms slash hello world. So uh, in the chat, you will in the chat, I think it's this way, uh, you will get all of these links. We are posting them actively, so get clicking. But if not, if you're on a mobile device or something like that, and you're not interacting in the chat, uh, first interact with us, but also you can go to aka.ms slash hello world. So um, that's all from us in the headlines section. Dean, we're going to jump straight into some of the segments. Um, so next up, we have a special event happening on Learn TV tomorrow. So we won't be here, but we'll be leaving you in the very capable hands of .NET Conf. So let's speak with Javier about that. Hey, Javier, how are you doing? We cannot hear you. Can we hear you now? Are you on mute? I mean, it's not a live show if someone's not on mute, right? So speak to me, Javier. <laughs> okay, we, no problem. We can, uh, we can carry on with this one. Keep trying. I think it's on your side. Um, so they're just at the bottom of your screen. But whilst we talk about that, that .NET Conf is tomorrow and it is on Learn TV. Can we hear you now? Hello. Can you hear me now? Uh oh. I think she dropped or I dropped. <clears throat> Anyway, tomorrow we have .NET Conf coming up uh, where our focus event is uh, focused on Windows, so Windows development. Our main intent is to focus on, on showing how you can use the platform and essentially uh, show how Windows.NET developers can take advantages of .NET 5 and look ahead to .NET 6. We, we're going to be discussing how you can take current applications, enable them to the cloud, and also um, have the ability to um, take um, some of the new advantages with ClickOnce deployment and other things that, that are available throughout the platform. We have uh, a full day planned. We, we start um, streaming tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific uh, at focus.netconf.net. From there, uh, we, we hope to um, have any, uh, other focus events throughout the year. Um, um, we, we're, we've been talking about doing something more specifically on web, perhaps something on gaming, you know, just kind of have a, a little bit of, uh, of something out there to show to, um, to the development community. So if you're interested in learning more about it, um, go to focus.netconf.net. Again, that's our Windows event tomorrow. And uh, we can learn a little more. Uh, you can learn more about how to do Windows development, what you can with, do with .NET 5, and uh, look ahead for .NET 6. Uh, also, at the end of the, uh, at the end of this year, um, twenty twenty one, and, and around fall, we have our big three day event. Our big three day event. We like to focus um, pretty much all over the .NET stack. Uh, we have one day where we solely focus on the product team. That is uh, the .NET team, the Azure teams, the Visual Studio teams, presenting to you directly, showing you what kind of features are available that you can take advantage. Oh, hey, Amy, you're back. <clears throat> Hi, I'm so sorry to drop that, Javier. It's all good. It's, um, 
Oh, the internet, right? Thank you yes. for great information. <laughs> Don't let me stop you. Carry on. Sure. Tell us more. Tell us more. No problem. Yeah. So, uh, like I was mentioning, the the Conf event, the big event in the fall, it's a three day event. We day one, we focus on product teams. Day two, we mix a little product teams and community. Now, the one thing that we've been doing for the past several years is that we have a 24 hours of .NET, which literally starts at 5 p.m. Pacific, day two of the conference, of the conference and finish at 5 p.m. the following day. That allows us to have speakers throughout the world present at their actual time zones. So we will have people from Australia, from India, from um, from Europe presenting right directly to their audience rather than someone staying up late or waking up early to see the great content that we have planned for everybody. So um, that it's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy way of uh, organizing the conference, but we do it all for the community. That's fabulous. Oh, no, I yeah. love that. I feel like right now as well, the ability to leverage the world right. uh, for an online event is is so amazing. Like when we were in person, we had to all be in the same place. Now we can, you know, be on all sorts of different time zones and stuff like that. So that's, that's really incredible. Yeah, we've, and, been, um, we've been very lucky to do that. So. Oh, go ahead, sir. Absolutely. Um, I think she's having internet issues again. Anyway, uh, as I was mentioning before, uh, .NET Conf is uh, free for everybody. And guess what? If you cannot attend the meeting, uh, sorry, the conference tomorrow, don't worry about it. We're recording all of the sessions. They'll be available on Learn TV, on Channel 9, on YouTube. So if you uh, have something and you can't view it because of it's 2 a.m. your time or way late or you have to deal with family situations, don't worry about it. We will have that available to you and for you to um, consume at a later time. And with that, I take it back to the Hello World segment. Hey, Dean, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks, Javier. Thanks so much for that. Uh, yeah, definitely tune in to uh, .NET Conf here tomorrow where they're taking over Learn TV. Really excited. Thank you so much for your no time. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much. So yesterday we introduced you and set you a new challenge to go and complete as an audience. So let's check in with Jeremiah and find out how you all got on. Hey, Dean. How's it going? Hey, Jeremiah. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Good, good stuff. So this challenge you set yesterday to our audience. Yeah, we so we started out with the challenge and the question at the end of it was, what's the most ridiculous firewall exception that you've ever uh, had to put in place as part of, you know, the job that you were working out or the application that you were working on? And uh, I shared a story at the beginning about some some uh, shenanigans that the web developers were up to with a, a non-production version of a firewall being used. And uh, it seemed to it seemed to get some uh, some pretty interesting reactions from the Internet. Nice. Yeah, I, I spent, um, you may notice, I spent uh, about eight years as a network engineer early on in my career. And uh, I've got some horror stories to tell in that, <laughs> that, that space as well. But we, we only have a few minutes here. So let, let's look at some of the uh, challenges and we can maybe reflect on that if we have some time. Sure, absolutely. So we had three good ones and I'd love to get your feedback on each of these. Um, the third one just was was kind of excellent. So let's put the first one uh, up on the screen here. And this is from Jody, Ch Jody Tyrus and her Twitter handles down at the bottom. And she says, one of the large private company owners got a new puppy and they wanted to connect to pup cams on their property so they could watch it during the day, obviously pre-streaming services. It was some 
built some some poorly built knockoff uh, cameras with some questionable origins as to where they'd come from. The end result was we worked with telecom to get decent cameras, got it all set up on a secure network on their property, and then did the firewall properly. They made it look easy, but it was definitely a hassle. So the idea of putting in a point-to-point connection to an executive's house so they can watch their puppies via cameras that we're not exactly sure where they got them from was was pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. The uh, I wonder what um, controls there are across that connection, right? Is there some some vendor somewhere uh, in their back making cameras in their kitchen or something connected <laughs> right. to the corporate network? Exactly. So we'll jump to the second one here. And it was from Drew Claybrook. One of the offices for my previous employer blocked the ability to ping externally because the dev engineers were using public IPs to test scripts and it somehow ended up being a problem. And so this was the solution, which is fine, except network support engineers kind of need to ping externally to test various things. What's the first thing most people ping when they think the internet is down? And he's absolutely right. It's going to be 8.8.8.8 or 1.1.1.1. And so you take that tool out of the toolkit and uh, that could make for some long days troubleshooting as a network engineer. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're thinking that it's um, you're just not getting through, right? But you know, the top tip there is to ping google.com because then you check your uh, DNS settings are working as well, right? DNS as well. And if the DNS works and the ICMP doesn't, then you've just got even more problems when it comes to troubleshooting. You're starting to remind me, Jeremiah, why I'm no longer in (laughs) You and me both. So the third one is from Mike Wilson, and this one made me laugh. I was creating my first Windows 2000 domain for my company back in July of 2000. I figured I was going to build it and then just assign the IP and let traffic through as a prep. And at this point, all of my alarm bells are going off. Figured I had a small bit of time before it would be a problem and could set up the firewall afterwards. It took about 10 minutes for someone to hit the domain controller with a virus. His quote at the bottom, I have and more than likely will continue to make stupid mistakes my primary learning tool, just hits home. Like that's a, uh, I feel like everybody, particularly on the network engineering side, we learn so much more from the things that we messed up and so much more thing, so much more from the mistakes that we made. So uh, Mike definitely gets the prize this week. Um, stupid mistakes is a primary learning tool. I feel is a, a lesson all of us can take away from here. Yeah, 100%. Definitely feel uh, getting some feels around that there. Yeah, definitely feels very close to home. <laughs> So it was awesome. I really, uh, we appreciated everyone who participated, everybody on Twitter, everybody who DM'd me uh, stories, even the ones that I couldn't share on the air. If you want to get started with more Azure security resources, and there are tons of different products that we have, whether it's front door application gateway or web application firewall or traffic manager or load balancer, I gave you one nice clean AKA MS link down there at the bottom that will also be on Twitter and in the chat for you to be able to jump in and start learning about the things that can hopefully hopefully prevent some of those issues from happening to you at your job awesome awesome love that jeremiah and you'll be back next week with a new challenge be here tuesday uh we'll we'll look forward to that one next week so thank you so much jeremiah for sharing those challenges with us the great fun to go through those with yourself awesome thanks dean thanks jeremiah Next up, um, I'm going to talk to Jay Gordon uh, about his Learn TV show, Azure Fun Bites, and why you should probably go and check it out. Hey, Jay, how's it going? Hello, world. Hey, Dean. It's good to see you again. Man, I, I, I miss hanging out with you, and, and it was great to see Jeremiah. I, I, I know that I learned a ton from making mistakes. 
And so it was, it's cool to hear how that kind of translated. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was awesome. So, Jay, you're here today to tell us all about your show here on Learn TV, right? Azure Fun yeah. Life. Uh, so tell Every, us what that is. Sure. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific or 2 p.m. Eastern, I, I get an opportunity to reach our viewers and share with them the foundations and the fundamentals that make up Azure. And it's, it's a great conversation. It gives me the ability to reach people, take questions, and, and let me help them you know, take part in their Azure journey. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and one of the best parts is that it's super interactive. And every week we cover something different. And this week we're going to cover Cosmos DB. And for those of you who don't know, Cosmos DB is a non-relational database. We call it NoSQL or NoSQL. And it provides global distribution of data uh, and supports ton of different data types like key value, uh, column family, document, graph. Um, you can use a number of different APIs like SQL, Leaf, which is the API for MongoDB, uh, Gremlin, uh, which is another for, uh, I believe, graph data, uh, Cassandra for your big data, and, and Table also uh, if you're going to be using Microsoft Tables uh, in Azure. This is great. Yeah. And Azure Fun Bites is a show. I mean, we've done Azure Fun Bites episodes together, right? On certain I love things. it. But I also love the fact that fundamentals are so core to how we learn, right? So I also tune into the show to learn about topics that I'm I'm not too familiar with. So um, what, what are people expecting to learn about Cosmos DB on the show? Well, one of the things I want to show them, and, and here's kind of an, an example right here, is how the data is structured a little bit different, or should I say unstructured, uh, in, in using Cosmos DB as opposed to using something like uh, SQL. So if you look on the left, you'll see that I've gone ahead and showed you what, what standard tabular database would look like and how everything is organized. And then on the right, what I've done is I've showed you uh, how it would look in a NoSQL document. And so you can see all the information that we're looking to get is, is fairly similar. It's just the way that it's presented and how it's presented to you and how you can access it. So you can query this with SQL, but you could also query it with, uh, say, the MongoDB API. And, and what's great, Dean, is that every language, essentially almost every single programming language that you use is supported. And so that, that's really big. You can use SDKs, all these different things that I feel are just make it so much easier. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and you've got, I, I hope I'm not giving away too many tricks from the thing, but I love with Cosmos that everything is indexed, right? But it's not mm -hmm. going to be just you on the show, Jay, right? Uh, no, 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 no. So one of the things, and, and like you said, Dean, you were part of the show. Um, my my guests are, are such a huge part of working on Azure Fun Bytes. And, and this week, I've got Mark Brown. Mark Brown is a principal program manager with the Azure Cosmos DB team. And I basically asked him, hey, Mark, can you help my viewers learn how, why, when, and, and the best ways to implement Cosmos DB? And he's going to talk about that global scale. And I think that's the real big thing, Dean, is that Cosmos DB provides global scale so that you can replicate your data in almost uh, every region that Azure makes it available to. Uh, it, it's, it's such a great service that I think that more and more people uh, are gonna need to learn about in order to make sure that they get the most out of their Azure data experience. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I think I saw some term uh, planetary scale database, mm -hmm. something like that was used. I thought that's kind of, I liked how you can just set up all the different regions and have that globally scalable database uh, within a few seconds. So. 
hopefully people are, are interested. They want to learn more about Cosmos DB and join yourself and Mark on the show. So where, where can they go and watch this? So every week we're here on Learn TV. Uh, this week we're going to be uh, pre, uh, just on Twitch and YouTube. However, you can check out the places that you can find it if you go to at Azure Fun Bites on Twitter right now or check the show notes, uh, aka.ms slash hello world. And you can find out everything you need. But uh, I think you're going to show some people some new cool stuff. Uh, and I'm excited to see more uh, of what you're showing the rest of this show, Dean. So I know I, I get to talk to people, but you're going to get to talk to even more people. Uh, I know you've got something about Windows development coming up. I want to hear about it. Yeah, Amy, what's next? Thanks so much, Jay. Hi. I think I'm back and I hope I hold on. This is a very quick, I know, this is a very quick cue out to actually Kayla. So last but not least, we have Kayla Cinnamon, one of the program managers from the Windows Terminal team, who is going to be running our WinDevBox segment. Let's take a look. Cool. Thanks, Amy. So welcome to the WinDevBox section of Hello World. We'll be talking about all that's new with different tools that you can use as a Windows developer. So today I'm joined with Demetrius, who will talk about WinGet, the new Windows Package Manager. So I'm going to pass it over to him. Thanks, Kayla, and hello, world. So I don't know if too many of you are familiar with package managers, but they're a command line tool that have been around for quite a while, typically on Linux, and they basically give you the ability to manage software in your box, install, upgrade, uninstall, all kinds of uh, useful features and functions. So I'll just go ahead and jump right into a little bit of a demo for you here. So the first thing you'll see, we're in command line using terminal. When I type winget, I get a list of the help and you can certainly dig in and get additional details out of that. Let's go ahead and do a search for Windows Terminal. Obviously, I've got that installed on my machine, but I will go ahead and look for the preview version. And I've added tab autocomplete. So you can see, uh, you know, I'll type a little bit, I'll be able to hit tab and finish that out. And what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna intentionally specify an older version, and that way I can show the functionality for upgrade. There we go. And the, uh, the, the famous rainbow progress bar is gonna be running here. While it's doing that, it's downloading, it's checking to make sure that the software hasn't been compromised. And as soon as it's finished, I'll have it installed. Now using the experimental feature for upgrade, be able to check and see, and you'll notice that there's an upgrade available. So I can go ahead and perform the upgrade. There we go, got that running now. So the next thing that I'm gonna show you is how to get into settings. I've got VS Code installed on my machine and the settings will go ahead and pop up in Visual Studio Code. And you'll see we've got a schema there so you get context sensitive help. This is my current setting. I'm gonna go ahead and enable the store here. You'll see that I'm getting the tooltip and the context sensitive help there. I'll save that and get out of here. And then the next thing you'll see is I'll do a search for the Nightingale REST client. And you'll be able to see on the right-hand side for this one, the source is gonna be the MS store. I'll go ahead and kick off the install here. So that setting lets you see MS store packages? Correct, we've got about 300 of them in there. They're uh, mostly developer tools right now. 
uh, hopefully in the near future, we'll be opening that up to everything in the store. Okay. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And once this install completes, you'll also see the, uh, the little toast notification in the bottom right corner. Um, that's kind of a, you know, a little way that you'll know that it was installed from the store uh, as opposed to what we're calling the, the open windows catalog, which is where we're storing all of the other packages. And there's about 1500 packages available. Um, what I just did there was a list just to show you what's on the machine. And I'll go ahead and uninstall the programs. And you can uninstall things even if they were installed from something you downloaded on the internet or pretty much anywhere else you want. And now I'll go ahead and, and do the same thing. I'll remove Windows Terminal Preview, kind of get my box back to the same state that it was in. And that's it. Awesome. So, one of the great things is all of this is open source and all the documentation is available and you can join our insiders program. But if you're running a Windows insiders build, you already have the tool. You're just gonna go to the store and download the app installer. Great, thanks so much, Demetrius. So if you yeah. wanna see any of the links for the repo or the packages uh, repo, you can find the links in the show notes. And I think that's about it for this segment. So I'm gonna pass it over to Amy and Dean to close this out. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Kayla and Demetrius. That was really great, great stuff. Love the little colorful loading bar that made my day. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of an Easter egg and everybody loves it. Everyone loves it. There we go. Well, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you very soon. So, Dean, um, do you want to take us out with some of the call to actions? Um, yeah. As soon as I wasn't great... actually able to be here. <laughs> We've had a great show. We've definitely learned... Uh... Well, we definitely lived live TV, right? So that's a, that's what this is all about. But yeah, so some of the stuff we spoke about earlier in the intro, Amy, we've got um, Ignite coming up next week. So don't forget to head over to ak.ms slash register for Ignite today. You can go and head and head up for Ignite and check out the learning zone if you want to learn more about Microsoft and their technologies as well. Tomorrow, right here on Learn TV, you can tune into .NET Conf, um, which... Uh, Javier was kind enough to share all that awesome information about for us. So really, really excited about that as well, Amy. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, coming up next on Learn TV, stay tuned right here because we have an amazing show uh, with Brian Benz called The Launch Space. So if you're hanging around, you've got a little bit of extra time, uh, definitely tune into that. It's going to be an amazing show. Yes, definitely tune into that. I definitely would. But don't forget, we're not going to be here tomorrow for Hello World. But we are going to be here on Learn TV for .NET Conf tomorrow. But I guess, Amy, we'll see people back on Friday, right, for the next episode of Hello World. Yeah, we'll have Donna and Matt join us as co as um, hosts. Sorry, so it's uh, it's done for the week for me and Dean, but it will be exciting to see our next set of hosts take on all of the trials and tribulations that come with running a Hello World show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll... we'll uh, They'll definitely do a great job at that. And um, don't forget, everybody watching, that you can go and check out all of the show notes and the details of the show or watch any of this content back at ak.ms slash hello world, where you'll be able to find everything you need about the show. Fantastic. Well, we will wrap it up here. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for Hello World. And we hope to see you on the show soon. See you later. <laughs>